0: I think I could see you being awesome in social engineering, like breaking into places and like, you know, planting like USB devices.
1: Yeah, that would be really cool. Like, with, oh, look at this shiny view. And then I'd be like going into the office like, oh, and a USB. I'll take that. <laughs> Isn't that cool? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hey, welcome to the show. Today I'm here with Abby Travers. Abby's another young exceptional engineer I've had the pleasure of working with in the past. Uh, we're going to talk about some of her exciting career moves, um, how she deals with her dyslexia and ADHD, uh, some of the challenges that she still faces even today as a woman in our industry and some of the amazing advice she has for us. Thank you very much for being here. That's
1: right. Thanks for having me. How are you? Um, yeah, I'm good. Thanks, bit bit bored with the whole lockdown thing but by that fine.
0: Give me a brief run through of your life and your career up to now because you've had a pretty interesting life I mean you you know you're pretty young you've lived and worked abroad as well as here in the UK.
1: I did do a like a grad scheme in the UK like right at the kind of at the beginning of my career Um, and I realized I wanted to work in tech then when I was there and I kind of I looked online and it looked like Vietnam had quite a good tech scene. I mean, it was, ra- was kind of random. Um, i just got back from um, Myanmar and I'd been to Thailand a lot and like a lot of that region, but I'd never been to Vietnam and I was young. So <laughs> why not? <laughs> um, yeah, I just went. <laughs> uh, then I moved to Indonesia doing growth marketing. And um, I realized that I do like more the technical side of things.
0: It's a wild career. I mean, it's, you know, it's awesome. I mean, it's it's very brave of you to make all these moves, I guess.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't really see it as brave at all. Like, because I don't really, I mean, it doesn't scare me. So I think, I think for something to be brave, you've got to be scared by it, right?
0: There's some extra challenges in your life um, that sort of, you know, might get in the way of learning to... To code or you know um, getting a good start early in your career
1: yeah it might also explain why i didn't really think any of that stuff was brave <laughs> um so <laughs> i have <laughs> i have adhd and dyslexia um and i think with adhd you uh i think i think it's to do with the fact that you don't see it as risky as much as other people or you, you don't really think things through as much and you, you act quite quickly. Um, so it's, you know, like I was saying, you don't have that time to worry about it before acting. Well, I didn't with those things. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so, so I've had those, I, I'm only just properly looking into my diagnosis. Um, but I got it when I was 18 um, and realizing that some of the weird things I do are actually coping mechanisms that I've put in place to kind of combat it um but yeah it's it's interesting to kind of see things about it and be like ah, that's that's why i do that (laughs) that's interesting
0: because i mean i I always remembered you as um you know really motivated and really happy and eager to get stuck into everything and with loads of energy and sort of you know just like this just giant bouncing bread ball that would never stop. So do you think some of that comes from like your ADHD and some of the coping mechanisms you put in place?
1: A hundred percent. I read a good, um, like I said, I've only just been looking into all this stuff and I heard a good um, explanation of someone being like, it's like being stuck with a ton of rocket fuel every day. um, And you just have all this energy and you just kind of have to get it out. That's why I'm such, so fanatic about exercising every single morning, um, having a standing desk kind of to get away, to get that physical energy out the way and to be able to focus on my mental energy for working. But yeah, I think it's Mm. like you have a lot of energy. (laughs)
0: And I mean, how open are you about this, uh, w- with people? Cause I mean, you know, in the past there would, there was a great stigma attached to things like this. I'm, you know, I'm really happy that, you know, these days there isn't.
1: Um, I would kind of dispute the fact that there isn't. Um, but first off, I wasn't really open with myself about it. Um, again, I don't know if I was like blocking it out or just, I forgot about it. Um, I know that sounds very strange to say. But when you grow up with something, I mean, I've never known any different. So the fact that I had to exercise so much and had so much energy, I just thought that was me. I didn't realize that it was this thing that I had diagnosed when I was 18. In terms of stigma, I read um, like a fact that managers, if they know, your, like, I think it was like 40% of managers would actively not hire someone with a neurodiverse kind of disabilities. Um, and still aren't happy about that kind of stuff. And that's why I think you see a lot of people with ADHD being um, like business owners and entrepreneurs. So a lot of kind of famous entrepreneurs have ADHD, for example. So I think because of the way traditional work is, a lot of them go out on their own. Successful ones, obviously, you also have like a a broad range.
0: So, I mean, you've already covered um, some of the ways that you sort of cope or get around or you know stay productive you know to anyone else listening who might be you know following in your footsteps in a similar position is there anything else you could recommend to them
1: i think what's really important is having a lot of structure and rules kind of in place so trying to get up at the same time for example i get up at the same time i work out before work every day it's all the same so there's never like uh, if I'm, I'm quite a late person I can be late but if you structure it so you're exactly the same every day especially working from home that's you're kind of really able to do that that really helps um and yeah having a lot of kind of rules almost in place and a lot of structure in place for yourself so um and then also you know I don't remember things I lose everything try and Find someone who doesn't lose everything for you, and just entrust them uh, to be uh, good with certain things. But yeah, I think in terms of work, also it's I think really really important to get outside. So even if you are doing that kind of workout, still try and get outside and get the daylight. Um, And also again, just enough sleep because like sleep deprivation makes it way worse. Um, And again, like those have actually been things that lockdown's been really great for um, because. There's plenty of time to sleep. I can be a lot of, you know, I can really structure my day myself and it can be the same, there's not that like variable of how do I get into work or trying to, you know, having to assess that time into there. But yeah, I think there's definitely been positives for Mm -hmm. people like me with this side.
0: So, you know, you, you, you mentioned the, the, that there's still a stigma and, you know, um, I wanted to ask, uh, do you, have you felt, have you ever felt discriminated directly or indirectly against?
1: I feel like this one's really hard. I mean, especially because I've not been open with it. So then no one's been like, no, you've got ADHD, Goodbye. can buy. Um, I think sometimes the way like corporates and the way the working world is set up isn't Great for people with ADHD um, I th- it's hard though I think everyone faces levels of discrimination and people discriminate without knowing a lot. Um, I think it's it's a really hard one and everyone has things they have they have strengths and weaknesses right and a lot of the time in terms of work, most people want to try and work with other people but it takes a really long time to figure out how do you work well with like these other people, what are their strengths and their weaknesses? And, you know, like things just take time. And I think everyone to that level feels some kind of discrimination because they're just like, well, this just isn't my strength. I just can't do this thing you're asking me to do, for example.
0: I mean, to what extent do you think your sort of positivity sort of plays into it? Because, you know, you've always been a very positive, uh, optimistic, helpful, you know, uh, kind of person, do you think that that's, you know, kind of keeping you, keeping your head above water? Um,
1: I do, I think maybe what helps me a bit more is like my interest in people. Um, so I really love like people, um, and kind of trying to see other people's strengths and weaknesses. So I'm trying to understand other people. So maybe if you kind of face discrimination, like I never think it's about me. I always think it's about them. So if I'm being discriminated, for example, or, you know, just something is happening that's making me upset, um, especially when it comes to work, um, maybe less so outside of work, but I'll, I kind of understand that it's probably about that person, not about me. And these are like... Mm-hmm what they value or I, I don't know it's more like I find it more useful to try and understand it in, in an in terms of that person so oh they're they're like a really structured person and they just don't understand like a non-structured person I think maybe it helped that my mum is um a very structured person and very the opposite of me so I've kind of grown up trying to see someone who's very opposite of me um and kind of understand that point of view
0: on on the topic of discrimination you're a woman um yeah. have you ever felt uh, in your work life discriminated against because you're a woman
1: uh yeah <laughs> yeah um you have we don't have very, to talk about this i mean i can outside of tech yeah i've had it outwardly said to me um like in my grad scheme job that I mean, to be a woman and to be promoted, you have to be twice as good as men. Um, like I've had that said to me by a manager. Um, insider tech, uh yeah, I think it's the subtle stuff. More in terms of a lot of its structural and you know, it it's been in place for a while and it's the way that maybe UK society works. And that's you know, it's kind of People bring society in, um, but um, something I would say is like it definitely changes with leadership. So, really great leadership really stops that. I think I've noticed different leadership, and it and it really is the people at the top. I know, like as little as you know, you can have you know little cultures within your teams and blah blah blah. But I, I really think it's it's the culture of the people at the top that kind of set that level of. Stuff like what's acceptable, basically. Mm. So it, ca- it can be changed, and I, I definitely think we're moving forward. But there's definitely stuff that women um, face, and it's subtle. It's not like we're going to pay you less because you're a woman. It'll be like, oh, we you didn't ask, so we're not going to pay you. And it's like, but women are less likely to talk about themselves like that. You know, it's things mm-hmm. like that.
0: Okay thank you that that's that's really enlightening and i am really sorry to hear that um and uh uh, i i think you know many companies do recognize you know the need to have more women in leadership roles and senior roles and i think that hopefully that'll make a big change
1: definitely where i'm working right now it's uh two female founders and it's it's amazing like i haven't felt any discrimination really so yeah that's great to hear it definitely makes a difference but it it doesn't have to be women. It can be like great men as well. Mm. And also, women can discriminate as well. Like I, I don't necessarily think it is just to do with the gender. It's themselves kind of thing.
0: Mm. I guess people are just not perfect. Full stop.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And um, and maybe it's like being aware of your own non-perfect sides. <laughs> like,
0: So you've mentioned, um, that remote working has worked really well for you. Uh, have there been any challenges at all other than, I guess you look a bit bored.
1: Yeah. Um, I'd say like, it's great and it's terrible. (laughs) It is like extremes, right? So it's the best thing and it's also the worst thing. Uh, I really love people. I really miss people. Um, I like having a separate space where I can get rid of kind of other distractions. Um, like I, I liked the routine of going into an office, for example. Um, but yeah, I miss people. And I think there are some learning things lost, you know, the little conversations that you could have at lunch or you'd have getting coffee and you're like, Oh, hang on. Tell me a bit more about that. You miss those kind of things.
0: So, um, what's exciting you about the future?
1: I like how we're having more conversations about how should technology be used kind of ethically and you know we're looking at with machine learning for example we are thinking a bit more like ethically about that i think the conversations with technology and for, you know with for example with facebook and just blindly using the algorithms um the fact that we're moving towards like you just can't do that and like it does have real world consequences you know, policymakers and all that, they're having to look at tech and they're really, they can't ignore it anymore. It's not like, you know, I was just listening to a podcast the other day and it was saying um, that like politicians are thinking about kind of Facebook and social media and they're using that as their main kind of ways of campaigning. And just to think, I I don't know, imagine 10 years ago, someone's like, oh, what's this thing called Facebook? And then, they're like, oh, 10 years down the line, this is going to be the main thing politicians are bothered about when they're trying to get votes or things like that. You're like, no, absolutely not. Um, and then I love that more people are coming in. So, you know, we're getting more ideas and diverse people, diverse ideas coming in to shape that landscape. Um, I just love how things are just constantly improving and getting better. I, I'm excited to see Kind of the future of everything
0: and and finally can you tell me the joke of the show
1: <laughs> yeah oh. i thought i'd use um a developer one i'm sorry if this offends anyone <laughs> why um, do front why do front-end developers sit alone at lunch
0: i don't know why do front-end developers sit alone at lunch
1: because they don't know how to join tables
0: oh nice one abby thank you very much and that's all folks thanks a lot for tuning in for more info for questions comments or feedback please head on over to aheadandtech.com and don't forget to subscribe